section eighty of the inheritance by susan edmonstone ferrier this librivox recording is in the public domain volume three chapter nine une personne à la mode n'a de prix et de beauté que ce qu'elle emprunte d'un caprice légère qui n'était qui tombe presque dans le même instant aujourd'hui elle est courue les femmes sont par demain elle est négligée et rendue au peuple la bruyère lady rosville's departure from the home of her fathers called forth the regrets and the lamentations of the poor for although her attentions towards them had somewhat relaxed since colonel delmore's arrival yet she had done enough under lindsay's auspices to render herself completely beloved by them the various works too which she had begun all in the spirit of profuseness and self-gratification contributed for the present to her popularity and she flattered herself that she was equally actuated by beneficence and humanity although they had taken a different direction under her lover from what they had done under her cousin's guidance she sent splendid rather than suitable gifts to her aunts and her cousin anne and directed that the former should be constantly supplied with the choicest of fruits and flowers from rossville she felt unwilling to depart without sending some remembrance to lindsay some little token of her gratitude for all she owed him of generous interference of time and trouble and kindness hitherto but ill requited yet she feared to mention the subject before colonel delmore aware of the jealous irritability it might excite at length the thought struck her to send him a picture of his mother which was the most admired and conspicuous of any of the family portraits it was a sir joshua and done at a time when the subject was in all the graces of early beauty and the artist in all the fullness of his perfection the picture was therefore not merely precious as a portrait but was valuable in itself as most of that great master's works are on account of its own intrinsic beauty there is something of lindsay in the half melancholy half smiling expression of those dark eyes thought gertrude as she looked on the picture something too of his reproachful look added she with a sigh as her her heart told her he had cause to reproach her she wrote a few lines to accompany the picture which was to be packed and sent after she was gone and then all being arranged she bade adieu to rossville and the tears stood in her eyes as she looked on its budding woods and sparkling waters in the soft rays of vernal sunshine mrs st clair had peremptorily refused permission to colonel delmore to accompany them to london and gertrude had at once conceded that point to her mother however much chagrined he was therefore obliged to acquiesce and as his rate of travelling was rather more rapid than theirs he preceded them by several days and apprised by a note from the countess of their approach to the metropolis was at the hotel ready to receive them on their arrival the following day he brought his mother and sisters to introduce them to gertrude she had anticipated the meeting with that trepidation natural to one so situated but her timidity was soon dispelled by the pleasant social manners of lady augusta and the lively good-humoured frankness of her daughters there was much to attract and nothing to be afraid of and before they had been half an hour together gertrude felt as though she were already one of themselves they were pressed to dine with lady augusta in brook street but mrs st clair declared herself too much fatigued with the journey for such an exertion 
and gertrude resisted their entreaties out of compliment to her mother they were however to meet the following day when something was to be fixed and after much talking and a great display of affection on both sides between the cousins they parted even mrs st clair was more pleased with them than she cared to admit to herself for they had paid her more attention than she was accustomed to receive and had they not been colonel delmore's mother and sister she would have been loud in her praises of them gertrude spoke of them to her lover with all the warmth she felt but he appeared but little gratified by her commendations you do not seem sufficiently sensible how charming they are said she you did not say half enough in their praise i told you you would find lady augusta a very good-looking well-bred person did i not said he with a smile and the girls very gay and good-humoured and very like other girls oh more than that lady augusta is very delightful and your sisters how much more agreeable they are for instance than the miss milbanks are they yes by the by the miss milbanks are very scotch indeed but all mrs scotch or english are pretty much alike a house had been procured in park lane mrs st clair thought it too magnificent and too expensive but colonel delmore approved of it lady roswell admired it and the house was taken then came equipages horses liveries in short an establishment in which taste and splendour were alone consulted without any regard to the means which indeed gertrude herself believed to be inexhaustible in which delmore with the reckless profusion of selfish extravagance thought not about at all since lady rossville was to appear in the world his only anxiety was that she should at the first take her place at the very head of the fashionable world aware that if she once entered in an inferior grade she might not afterwards even as his wife be able to attain the proud pre-eminence of tun which of all pre-eminences is the one most esteemed in the great world lady augusta has kindly offered to introduce me to her milliner and jeweller and all sorts of useful people said gertrude to him one day and in the evening she proposes that mamma and i should accompany her to the opera colonel delmore received this information rather dryly and seemed to hesitate in his reply at last he said i have a great respect for lady augusta's good sense and good intentions but really her tradespeople are so perfectly antediluvian that you will oblige me by having nothing to do with them gertrude was disposed to take this as a joke but that she saw he was serious lady augusta does not dress in good taste continued he and as for the girls they can scarcely be said to have a taste at all they stick themselves ever with feathers or flowers or butterflies or anything that comes in their way emily rather carries it off well but poor georgie looks as if her ornaments had been actually blown upon her but how can i refuse so polite an offer and besides i don't know who are the people to employ leave all that to me or rather to a friend of mine lady charles arabin who comes to town to-morrow and who i shall bring to visit you immediately seeing gertrude look surprised he added she is not handsome and is rather passe but she has the best air and taste of anybody in town in fact she gives the ton at present to everything and therefore i would rather that you took her as your guide and lady augusta that is in all matters of mere taste and fashion but i have a taste of my own in dress said lady rossville half displeased at the idea of being obliged to submit to the decision of another and a perfect one said colonel delmore but taste alone won't do without fashion venus herself even attired by the graces would be thought maussade were she to be introduced by a duchess who had been excluded from all max or who had never supped at d house then who can value the blind admiration of the multitude said gertrude not i indeed tis much too paltry a triumph for me to take any trouble to acquire i care not a straw for such empty distinctions and would rather have the approbation of your mother 
than of the whole fashionable world what a word for you said delmore laughing approbation is a very good thing in itself and a very useful school word but for you gertrude with your charms and your graces to be approved of no you must be followed admired adored worshipped i am afraid tis in your imagination alone i stand any chance for being deified said gertrude smiling so i shall certainly not start a candidate for immortal honours i am not ambitious delmore and shall be satisfied with your homage and true affection since you will not allow me the approbation of your family but i am proud and vain and ambitious of and for you dearest gertrude said delmore gaily and must not suffer your partiality for me and my family to detect from the brilliancy of your star but i would rather be introduced by them than by any one else if lady augusta does not mix much in society there is your aunt the duchess of burlington worse and worse cried delmore i would rather you never appeared at all than have you brought out by her why so asked gertrude in some surprise is she not respectable colonel delmore could scarcely preserve his gravity at the question as he replied respectability like approbation is a thing of no account here it gives no consequence whatever to its possessor then what precious gifts of nature or acquirements of art are they which do give consequence in this magic circle of yours said the countess that nameless je ne sais quoi which all admire but none can define and which unfortunately my highly respectable relations want the duchess is an excellent person in her way but she is antiquated in her notions dresses shockingly gives parties where i should blush to be detected and i should be undone were i to be seen offering her my arm in public this was said in a sportive manner which made gertrude look upon it as a jest then i may scarcely expect to be acknowledged by you to-night said she in the same tone perhaps it would be your ruin also were you to be seen in lady augusta's box talking to or it may be handing out a scotch cousin colonel delmore looked grave you will really oblige me said he if you will decline going into public for a day or two although i have been talking mere nonsense on the subject yet i do assure you a first introduction is of more consequence than you at present are aware of consequence repeated gertrude contemptuously if i am not entitled to be of consequence on my own account i certainly do not wish to derive it from lady charles arabin you mistake the matter entirely dearest gertrude i am desirous you should appear with that effect which you are so well entitled to produce but which you will derive much more from your beauty and your grace than from your rank i cannot exactly make one so unsophisticated as you comprehend the arbitrary and capricious mechanism of the fashionable world no pray do not attempt it i am sure i shall never be fashionable ah delmore it was not thus we talked and felt at dear rossville what was the world to us there would to heaven we were there now said delmore echoing her sigh but you mistake me gertrude it is not that i place the world in competition with you but that i abhor the thoughts of your preference for me lowering you in the slightest degree you have everything that entitles you to take the first place in the best society but absurd as it seems i must candidly confess to you that my family although high in rank and fair in character cannot do you justice in that respect i keep clear of all that sort of thing but if once you get into their circle you will be shackled eternally with bad parties and acquaintances will keep all the best people aloof for instance lady augusta would introduce the girls into the burlington set the consequence is they are eternally followed by men with whom i don't associate in short secondary men whom they are forced to smile on faute de mieux but that must not be with you gertrude you have already given up too much for me do not as you love me add yet more to the self-reproach i sometimes feel for having suffered you to sacrifice so much 
the feeling is a generous a noble one but i cannot help thinking it is a mistaken one said the countess but since you are so scrupulous i shall yield the point make me then what you will only pray don't make me a fine lady colonel delmore was all rapture and gratitude and only left her to go and inform his mother that lady rossville had caught cold and was unable to fulfil her engagements his sisters visited her in the course of the day and gertrude blushed with shame as she attempted to confirm the falsehood i half suspect said georgiana laughing that master fred has been telling you that mamma is not fashionable he is so admired and recherche himself that we think he gives himself airs so pray don't encourage him or you will spoil him entirely it is so provoking said miss emily that he won't allow you to go with us for i can see it is he that prevents you from going with us to kitchener's this morning he has some such exquisite things just now things really to die for with a deep sigh since that is the case said gertrude smiling i am fortunate in having escaped the danger but if you are not afraid to encounter it you shall each of you choose something for me according to your own taste and then i shall see how far we agree how happy you must be who can afford to choose what you like said both sisters sorrowfully for to-day i devolve my happiness upon you said lady rossville only remember to choose exactly what you should like for yourselves the sisters departed delighted with the commission and not without some latent suspicion as to the result of their choice which was verified by each receiving the very handsome and expensive articles of jewellery they had selected End of section eighty.